to a special one-on-one edition of No Dunks. I'm your Imagineer for the day, Trey Kirby. We've got the Walt Disney of our whole operation, JD, making the magic happen. And we're both very excited to welcome our guest today. She's a theme park journalist who's the go-to reporter for all things Disney. She's the Milwaukee Bucks' newest fan, and she's been Googling basketball words for a week. Carly Wiesel, thank you so much for joining us. Hello, it is a true honor considering how little I know about the <laughs> realm y'all live in. Well, that's the, that's the great thing about this podcast. We don't know enough about the realm that you live in as well. On your website, it says that you visited Walt Disney World on a whim and you basically never left. How did you become a Disney expert? It's truly crazy. I went, as, I went when I was younger, as most people do, but I never left with any impression of it. It was just something I did with my family as a four-year-old. <laughs> and then, you know, I got married in April, so I had to have a wintertime bachelorette party. I have no liquor tolerance, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I wound up in Orlando with my friends and was like, this is what my life has been missing. I had no idea. I don't know where I would be right now if I hadn't gone on that trip. But since then, it's truly been all I do and read and watch and care about. Well, that's awesome because you are going to be the expert that we need because like you said, you're well established in the realm of Disney. You've got the scoops in the Disney world, but now yes. you're being called into the sports world for your expertise on Walt Disney World. What have the past few weeks been like for you as the NBA has kind of crept into the Disney realm? It has truly been crazy, and not just because my husband is obsessed with the NBA and I, <laughs> could, I couldn't care less. Like, it's just something I've never been interested in. I make him turn down the TV when I hear sneakers squeaking. Like, we're at that level, and now that the two worlds are colliding, I still, I still can't believe it. Because even though they say you're not really going to see players around, you are absolutely going to see players around. Oh, is that so? Why, why do you say so? Well, because, I mean, we can get into this, but because one of the three hotels that the players are staying at will also have paying guests at it. Well, that certainly is something. I mean, yeah, I guess we'll get into that when we're talking hotels, but what is the status of uh, the parks, of the resorts now? Are there going to be guests through the entirety of this NBA restart, it sounds like? Okay, so I'll give you guys the big picture of where things are at Disney World in a COVID-19 time, just to kind of give you the setting. Um, So currently there are three different tiers of hotels at Disney World. There's value, moderate, and deluxe. So only deluxe DVC resorts are opening starting Monday, June 22nd. What that means is that there is a large section of deluxe hotels, which is that top tier level, that are also tied to a Disney vacation club, which is their sort of timeshare business. Mm -hmm. So those open Monday, which means that Disney's Grand Floridian, which is one of the three hotels NBA will be using, will have guests there starting Monday. Wow. That seems like a major problem for a so-called bubble. Um, yeah, which is why when uh, my husband was like, Woj knows no wrongs. Uh, and when, I, when he first broke the news, I was like, I don't know if this Woj knows what he's talking about, because I got plenty of people who have booked hotel rooms. So like, even still now, we don't know what's happening. And I've been in touch with a handful of people who have reservations at that resort and actually reservations at all three resorts that have not been canceled yet. Oh, that's crazy. That's actually pretty crazy to hear. But um, the restart obviously is unprecedented for Walt Disney World. Pandemic is something new that resorts have never had to deal with. But I do imagine that Disney has hosted massive events before. I've seen reference to um, safety protocols used when Obama visited the park. I know Princess Diana was at the park back in the day. Are there 
any sort of similar large-scale experiences that Disney is going to be able to draw from that may apply a little bit to the NBA restart? Yeah. Well, generally speaking, Disney is very, very, very good at handling groups of people. They are very good at transporting people, at kind of doing that top-level flow of crowd control. That's Mm -hmm. something they are absolutely excellent at. But specifically for these three hotels, they are all convention center hotels, which means that where the players would be staying, they are just a short walk from a vast empty space that they will be able to change however they may see fit. So I do think that there will be somewhat of a bubble within each of these properties, some more so than the others, because Grand Floridian, as we mentioned, does have guests. But they're used to this. They're used to having a ton of conventions, a ton of groups. And while it's not typically in a pandemic, they do have the infrastructure for that. Yeah, when I saw the reports, um, you know, that there were thousands and thousands of hotel rooms available at Disney World that that the NBA may be able to use in the future before this was even discussed as a possibility, just an idea. It kind of made sense because, like you're saying, I mean, 1,600 people sounds like a lot, but at Disney World, 1,600 people is a drop in the bucket, I suppose. Oh, yeah, 1,600 doesn't even clock, really. Like, <laughs> uh, the, for anybody who isn't as familiar with Walt Disney World, it's basically a city. So I always liken my job to being an editor or a reporter on an entire city's news because the the place, it it has its own transportation, it has its own theme parks, it has hotels, it has businesses, it has almost everything there. So while these two happening at the same time is mind-blowing, there is underlying infrastructure to support all of this, and the NBA isn't even making that large of an impact just number of people-wise based on what is typically at Disney World. So it sounds like once the players finally show up, once the parks are open, once the resorts are open, it sounds like the NBA might not even be the majority of people who are who are at the campus. Oh, no, no, no. They definitely won't be. Um, but also you have to keep in mind that everything about the way Disney World works has recently been upended. And because of the pandemic and because they're trying to reopen during it, Everything has changed. So Mm -hmm. they've only confirmed a handful of hotels to be open starting Monday. There are many, many, many hotel reservations that have not been confirmed, amended, canceled, that are also for these two, the other two NBA hotels at Yacht Club and at Grandestino Tower at Coronado Springs. So there's a lot still that we don't know. And especially if if uh, NBA players are going to be staying at one side of a resort, we still don't know if that resort will be entirely wiped out for them mm. or if people will be on the grounds as well. Well, I'll be checking your Twitter feed for the scoops, no doubt about that. But um, I do <laughs> want to talk about the hotels because that's uh, something that's really fascinating to me is what life is going to be like for NBA players on campus at Walt Disney World. So hopefully we can start with a little bit of a scouting report for the hotels. I suppose The best place to start is with the Grandestino Tower, which is supposed to be the, quote, main hotel where the eight highest seated teams in the league will be quarantined. What is what's up with the (laughs) Grandestino? So it's so interesting that that's where the top seated teams are going to be, because depending on if guests are at the rest of the resort, which is considered a moderate, which is a little uh, it's a lower level. It's a mid tier hotel. So if there's other guests there, they're kind of stuck in the tower and in the convention center. There's not really anywhere else for them to go where they wouldn't run into guests. But if there are no guests there, that might be the best place to be because they would have the entire run of the land. There's a beautiful waterfront. They could run laps around it like they can really enjoy indoor outdoor. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, Grand Destino specifically is a Spanish-influenced tower. It's the second newest property that was built at Disney World. And it's inspired by this, I don't know if you guys care or if this is interesting, but it's inspired by a short that was made by Walt Disney and Salvador Dali in the 40s. And so it has a lot of like Spanish architecture. There's homages to La Sagrada Familia and one of the bars. It's really, really beautiful and really impressive. And definitely something that's more along the lines of what athletes are probably used to staying in. Mm -hmm. So that's probably why they put the teams that might be staying there longer there. Also, I will add... Show off the crown jewel a little bit, I suppose. Of course. They have the biggest hot tub on property. I don't know what... (laughs) I didn't dive deep into that 2,000-page NBA manual that came out, but I'm pretty sure that would be clutch for anyone who is playing sports all day. Oh, yeah. It's all about the recovery. Uh, Next uh, on the list... The one that uh, is already opening my eyes is the Grand Floridian, which may have guests in it during the NBA restart. Is it a nice place, at least? It's very nice. I mean, if you are like me and obsessed with old lady chic decor, (laughs) (laughs) uh, it is a Victorian kind of turn of the century Floridian hotel. And if you haven't been to Disney World since you were a toddler, this is probably the hotel that you're thinking about. It has this grand lobby that is very iconic. It's It has these maroon turrets, and it's also the closest hotel to the Magic Kingdom because it's one monorail stop. So it's become this Disney favorite because of that and is often the most expensive hotel at Disney World. Hmm. But the hotel itself isn't that much different from the other properties. All right. And our final location is the Yacht Club. Teams that are hoping to make it into the play-in tournament, the Mega Bowl is what we've been calling it. That's where they're going to be staying. I saw on Twitter... Uh, that the Bucks' Robin Lopez was trying to trade his way into the Yacht Club. What's the allure there? <laughs> um, so I am, I am new to, to me, Robin Lopez, until now, was like the tall guy at the media events I've been to <laughs> because I, did, I don't know anything about sports. He's, like, he was at the Shanghai opening when I was there. Sure. I remember he like got into the, one of the Tron vehicles and I think they couldn't put him in the, motor, the motorbike seat because he wouldn't fit. <laughs> He was in like the regular chair one. So that's my only exposure to him until this week when he has been making fire tweets about the intricacies of NBA <laughs> at Disney. But Yacht Club is beloved because it's it's more homey. It has this kind of like New England seaside quaintness. And especially for something like this, Yacht Club is not one of the hotels that's on that deluxe DVC list. Hmm. So right now they could have their whole run of the place, which would be really nice because it would feel more like kind of like a a silly Mickey Mouse college dorm than them staying in a luxury hotel. So just from hearing your descriptions, it sounds like Grand Destino, we've got the new hotel, the very nice and new one. We've got the Grand Floridian, which is kind of the iconic Disney hotel. And we've got the Yacht Club, which is a beloved Disney resort. In your opinion, where do the players want to be? Which of these places is the best to stay? Oh, my God. Okay, so if we were playing by regular Disney World is opening and operating normally rules, I would probably say Yacht Club Mm -hmm. because uh, Yacht Club is a bit smaller and a bit more intimate, but it's known so much for being walking distance to two of the theme parks. And also they have the best pool at Walt Disney World. It's called Mm. Stormalong Bay. It has a pirate ship slide and a sand bottom (laughs) pool and a lazy river. It's incredible. But... That pool is publicly known to be closed right now Mm. during the pandemic and they can't go to the parks and there's no nighttime entertainment. So the the dream of stumbling home drunk from Epcot shows is not (laughs) going to happen for them. 
So sure. I, uh, as much as Yacht Club is really, it's they're, the way that hotel is situated, it's, it's connected to this place, Beach Club, which is open. But they, if they can annex Yacht Club with, uh, with the convention center, they'll really have a nice compound. But if they can have the full run of Disney's Coronado Springs Resort with everyone housed in Grandestino Tower, I think that's the best choice, personally. Well, maybe that will be will uh, play into into the games once we finally see them. That the you know maybe the chill vibe of the yacht club is too relaxing for some of these lower seated teams. You need to be in the high the high stakes environment of the Grand Destino Hotel to uh, to truly be tapping into your your inner Mickey to unleash the Disney magic when you're down there playing basketball. Are there are there special rooms in any of these hotels, you know, like, like a <laughs> penthouse or anything like that, that, you know, LeBron James, the Mickey Mouse of the NBA could really, you know, put his foot down and say, give me the best room in the best hotel? There are some here and there. Um, I think the funniest suites for these athletes would be at the Grand Floridian because it is a certain style of would-be elegance that is not necessarily the same as what a uh, modern athlete in 2020 would want. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, you know, they're known for, they've updated a bit, but they're known for like floral couches. So it's not exactly the same as it used to be, but that's like the iconic vibe. Um, There are, but it's not, you guys got to understand, like Disney hotels are very different from standard luxury hotels that I think some of these players might be used to. Uh, the example I always give is that you can spend $700 a night at the Grand Floridian and there still won't be an umbrella in your room to borrow. So there's definitely a shift that these guys should be expecting. I know that I saw on Twitter yesterday that they are planning to bring king size beds and oversized beds into the rooms, which is almost the main reason why I thought this NBA thing was not happening (laughs) because it's, you know, Disney world is a family resort. So most of the rooms have two queen beds. And it's a thing that solo travelers like me are used to. You have the bed you sleep in and the bed you like put all your park stuff on. Sure. And trying to squeeze someone who's 6'9 or 7'1 into one of these family beds seemed insane. So I'm glad that they're making accommodations for them. The big beds is certainly something that is pretty easy to change. You know, just bring in a bed. You got a place to sleep. But uh, it's a little bit different, you know raising the ceilings in the hallway. Are these resorts going to be ready for the tallest group of people imaginable? Okay, I literally tweeted out yesterday, like, if you are taller than 6'5 and have stayed at a Disney Deluxe Hotel, please let me know, because there is no way those shower heads are going to work for these dudes. There's not a chance. There's not a chance. Uh, Yacht Club specifically, because of its smaller footprint, is going to be very funny. Uh, This is like a quaint hotel known for having a seafood buffet. (laughs) And so, like, it's just so silly to think of all these professional athletes staying there. Um, I, I, another thing related to that that I do want to mention is that somewhere like Yacht Club, so even if this hotel is packed with NBA players and their teams and they're completely sequestered from the public, somewhere like Yacht Club is part of a a large circle that connects multiple hotels. Mm -hmm. So if you are across the way, if you see someone who is that tall, like you're going to see these basketball players. I don't see how you won't be able to notice these players around, especially if you're dining at the hotel next to Yacht Club or if you're dining at Grand Floridian because they have confirmed that restaurants will be open in the in the main building, which is like in public. And the part of the stipulations were that in one of the phases, these players have to eat outdoors. So it's mm-hmm. very, very interesting that I, I think you won't be able to miss them. They might hit their head at Yacht Club, but more <laughs> so like their presence will be known. 
Yeah, at first I thought, um, you know, the way you described the pool was probably the reason why Robin Lopez wanted to be traded to the Yacht Club. But now knowing that he would know about the hilarious photo opportunities of trying to walk through a very small hallway, <laughs> I kind of think that's why he might want to be there. But um, If I had to put my money on it, I would say that Robin Lopez wants to stay at Yacht Club for its proximity to Beaches and Cream, which is like a very popular ice cream parlor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because if I was working that hard, I would want a sweet treat at the end of the night. Oh, yeah, exactly right. I think they get back to their uh, their hotel rooms at 11. Maybe they'll be able to get special dispensation to hit up beaches and cream and get a couple of scoops <laughs> on a sugar cone or something like that. That is something, though, that I am curious about because you've done a great job explaining where they're going to be living. But I'm curious about how the players are going to be living. Uh, the Athletics' Sham Sharanya reported players will have a player's lounge, access to pools and trails, grooming services, a VIP concierge, and daily entertainment. Immediately afterwards on Twitter, you said they're getting their own Disney Cruise Line Kids Club. What's the Disney Cruise Line Kids Club, and how is it similar to NBA Summer Camp? Oh, my God. If you would have told me this is a conversation I would be having four months ago, I would not have believed you. <laughs> um, so one of the appeals of going on a Disney non-park vacation, so on one of the four cruise ships or at their resort Alani, is that Disney does day camp for kids exceptionally well. They're known for having, like, these situations where you bring your child, they are entertained all day, they have a blast, and you actually get to have an adult vacation while, like, in the bubble of a Disney trip. Mm -hmm. And everything they were describing sounds exactly <laughs> like it, <laughs> where they're like, no, we have every activity you would want. Like, we'll feed you dinner. Don't worry about it. Like, just everything within a room that no one else can come into without explicit permission. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after a few words from our sponsors. As you guys know, I recently bought a new house, which means I've been moving ever so slowly from my apartment to my new house. And that's been great, except for the actual moving part. Um, I lived on a third story walk up. So there's been a lot of up and downs, a lot of stairs, a lot of sweat, a lot of stank. And it's gotten bad, especially when you consider this weird, gnarly quarantine beard I've got going. I've just smelt gross. And my wife has noticed those car rides from the apartment to the house, they haven't been great. You know, windows down, sure. Even though it's blazing hot here in Georgia. Should have the air conditioning on, but I stink. Or I did. Till I got my Hawthorne goods. Guys, this stuff's amazing. You take a quick two-minute quiz, and Hawthorne tells you the type of products you need. The deodorant, the shampoo, the body wash, the cologne. It's personalized to make you smell good. And this stuff works. My wife is loving it. I smell like a peppermint stick. It's a beautiful smell. I'm a big fan of this. So go to Hawthorne at Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E at the end and .co, not .com. Hawthorne.co and use the promo code NODUNKS to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co and use the promo code NODUNKS to get 10% off your first purchase. Hawthorne.co. C-O, so you can smell like a peppermint stick, and you can go up and down the stairs and not be all gross. Heck, you wear this stuff, you'll probably buy a house like me. People have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. Basically, a month. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, 
you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to getroman.com slash nodunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash nodunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Need help chilling out, decompressing, or just relaxing? Well, maybe Sunday Scaries are for you. They are specially formulated CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that are super consumable and easy to take on the go. And here's the best part. It doesn't even have to be Sunday, nor do you have to be scared to take them. You know how I know? Because nobody knows what day it is right now, and you want to know what's scary, try writing a book about yourself, my friend. Also, (laughs) if you try Sunday Scaries right now, you'll be contributing to a good cause, because Sunday Scaries recently launched Cabin Scaries to promote social distancing and responsible isolation. A portion of sales will be donated to BEAP, Bartender Emergency Assistance Program, to help displaced hospitality workers. Get 25% off your first order with code NODUNKS at sundayscaries.com. That's 25% off your first order at sundayscaries.com and enter code NODUNKS, where it asks for a coupon on the checkout page. Find out what product might be best for you, so go to sundayscaries.com and use code NODUNKS. Also mentioned amongst the you know the activities they're going to be providing, like you're saying with uh, the Disney Cruise Line Kids Club and the NBA players line players club whatever you want to call this they have outdoor activities that are going to be available to players golfing was miss was mentioned fishing lawn games all things like this what what leisure activities are players going to actually be able to participate in you know with being able to hopefully avoid crowds of people whether that be guests or other players what what's available to them so they, Disney is known for multiple golf courses, which I could see them doing easily. Like there's, I could see that being no issue. The golf courses were open. I don't think they ever closed during COVID-19 closures. I know that they were open f- until a few weeks ago, and I assume they still are. Mm-hmm. So that'll be totally cool. The fishing is hilarious to me because like, is this happening in Bay Lake? Like, is this happening where Cinderella Castle is, like, looming in the distance? Uh, TBD. Um, Also, a few places I'm thinking of where it could be happening might be somewhere near other resorts, because those type of things are usually offered to hotel guests. I will mention that some of the things that they're saying NBA players will have access to are things that hotel guests explicitly have been told they will not have access to. Uh, the main one is in-room dining, which for okay. the opening period at Disney World is a no-go. But yesterday was confirmed that players will have access to that. So I, I can't tell if it's the type of situation where because a lot of those activities are canceled for guests, it's because the NBA players will be able to do them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I really, I, I can't. I can't imagine them just like, you know, like taking a few hours off from the parks like vacationers do and doing some of these things. It's mind boggling. 
Yeah, there has been speculation that, you know, Disney would open the parks or other excursions to players and NBA staff after paying customers have left. If that's the case, um, we don't know exactly what would be made available, but the, the NBA's memo suggests things like uh, the NBA experience, Animal Kingdom, the Wild Africa Trek. These could all be in the mix. If these Disney experiences, excursions open up to players and they're able to, to go in a safe manner, what's the one thing that they actually have to do? Not NBA experience. Not NBA experience. They're like, <laughs> we got it. It's fine. We know what it's like. Dude, when I saw that last night. Okay, so NBA experience is, uh, it's this like thing. I don't even know what word to use to describe it. It is in Disney Springs, which is Disney's like public downtown mall. And it was a much like uh, a much maligned replacement for Disney Quest. <laughs> it is it is the butt of a lot of jokes among Disney fans because it's ideal for children. But to send a professional basketball player to send their free like for their free time in Orlando to be spent at like a tiny virtual basketball camp for five-year-olds is insane that's insane to me for them to do like pop a shot as their free time from sport uh and then the other thing they recommended was wild africa trek which is this like three-hour private tour of the safari at animal mm. kingdom so it's not even access to rides or to anything like that. Like you walk a rope bridge and have a nice lunch out on the savannah. I found it very strange that those things were name checked. Renting out Disney's Animal Kingdom, which was the other thing they mentioned, cool. That okay. sounds tight and very easy to do now that the parks are going to be closing earlier because there's no nighttime entertainment. But like, it, I just, I can't fathom that they recommended NBA experience to these guys. <laughs> that, is, that is definitely some PR at work with them being like, we have this right just uh, just let people know yeah that's pretty it's pretty funny to imagine that you know these guys are going and playing basketball for an entire day and then on their day off they have to go learn what it's like to be in the nba but it's either that or the visual of a player out on a boat in front of cinderella's castle just <laughs> casting lines into the sea trying to pull up some b delicious bass from the lake either way it sounds so pretty ridiculous oh my god you touched on it earlier. Another big question I have is um, the players and the food that they're going to be eating on the campus. According to the NBA's memo, teams will get three to four meals a day from a Disney executive chef. I saw that you once had a $15,000 dinner at Disney. So uh, I know that the players aren't going to just be having, you know, a buffet full of corn dogs. What's the food like <laughs> at Disney when you're living that luxury experience? Well, I will add that the $15,000 dinner was at Disneyland. Okay, so okay. unfortunately, they won't be privy to that. But uh, there are some really, really, really good chefs at Disney World. I think something that people don't often know because everyone just sees, you know, Mickey waffles and ice cream bars and things is that their culinary program is extremely strong. They are the, they have the largest number of master sommeliers, I believe worldwide. Like they really, really take food seriously while also catering to people who are obsessed with corn dogs, which is why I personally love it there. But there's, there will be great food options for them, but I assume it's mostly gonna be catered. So you imagine catering is gonna be the main option, not necessarily just in-house Disney chefs. I mean, they, they have talked about how players will be able to hire their private chefs either to be in the bubble with them or perhaps to be providing them with meals um, from outside as well. I, I can see both places, both things working out. Another thing that was mentioned, however, is that teams might be able to have access to privatized restaurants. What is the best restaurant 
at Walt Disney World? Okay, so there are many layers to this question, but what I want to mention up top is that each hotel resort so it, that is confirmed to be open only has a few restaurants that are confirmed to be open. So a lot of people are thinking that maybe at Grand Floridian, specifically, that some of the restaurants that aren't publicly opening are going to be held for the NBA. That's mm. just conjecture, but it's pretty interesting that there could be this divide within a hotel resort where guests get to eat at a few places and then like, the waterfront restaurant is held for athletes, which hmm. is, is so that is like true boys, like, you know, boy and girl summer camp separation, which is <laughs> extremely funny. But uh, the best restaurant at Disney World, I really, really, really like the park restaurants just because, you know, you're in the park and you get to have a mm -hmm. great meal. And so, um, oh God, I really, really love this place, Takumi Tay in Epcot, which they won't be able to go to most likely. And I also love a bunch of places in Disney Springs, specifically Wine Bar George, which is a fantastic, fantastic place. Get the mac and cheese balls and the steak if you ever go. <laughs> but in terms of the hotels, it's it's hard because I don't think they're going to be able to go to any of the places I would want to go. Hmm. Because yeah, I... they're either only those, you know, those, uh, I think it's about 10 or 11 hotels are confirmed to be open. So a lot of places might not even be open for them to go to if they wanted to. And the way that Disney is running their COVID procedures, you can only enter one of those hotels that's open if you have a hotel reservation or a dining reservation. Okay. So I, I don't I don't even know if they'll be able to eat at some of the places the public gets to eat at for the most part. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll hear uh, more news about that as we get even closer to the NBA restarting. You touched on it earlier. Uh, the league's memo said that players will be able to eat socially distanced meals with players from other teams as long as they're outside. But you said you don't really see how it's possible for players to be socially distanced uh, from whoever they're eating their meal with and also avoid the guests at Walt Disney World. Is that just because there's going to be so many people there and the space is limited? Or is there some other reason I'm kind of overlooking? Yeah, well, specifically, if you look at a map of Grand Floridian, uh, the way it's set up is that on one side is the convention center, which I assume that they will be utilizing just because they need spaces that are separate from the hotel. And then on the other side are the villas, which is the Disney Vacation Club timeshare thing. But in the middle is the Grand Lobby, which is where most guests pass through. That's where you take the monorail to the parks, things like that. And there are restaurants confirmed to be open within that main building which is very close to the convention center. Mm -hmm. So basically, if they're running this out of the convention center, even if they're staying at some of the rooms in the Grand Floridian that are separate from the other rooms being used, if they're outside, people are gonna, like, they're gonna be seen unless they're truly like in back in some driveway, like <laughs> eating at a temporary table, which sounds sad, but possible. But it, it just seems, it seems wild to me that they will just be, you know, sitting in the Florida sun, having a lunch <laughs> and somehow be sequestered from the public. It's possible, but super strange. Yeah, I saw reports that uh, Disney hopes to turn over the rooms that are used from, from teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs. They, they're hoping to turn over those rooms to use for paying guests as well, which would just mean that you're bringing more and more people into the campus who will then, you know, possibly spot an NBA player having a, a hamburger and want to go over and say hi. Yeah, I think that there has to be some sort of separation, but it's just, it's, it's crazy to think about. The thing that I've been waiting on is an official rule that NBA players and their guests cannot eat at the Disney eateries at the hotels, because if you're, a, if you know, if your family members on the team or if you're there because you're one of the people that were allowed to help or you're 
one of those people who's playing a show or a DJ, the type of things that they were mentioning yesterday. If you're staying at one of these hotels, you're going to need to eat and you're going to go to one of these public restaurants. So there seems like there's a, going to be a connection between the hotels and the players, whether or not they stop at Gasparilla Island Grill for a burger. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and the, the in-room dining seems like it will be something that players are going to have to be tapping into for sure if they're uh, if they're really trying to limit their exposure to others. But as a Disney expert, I'm sure you've learned a lot of secrets over the years. NBA players, staff, uh, and other personnel are going to be spending now a couple of months hanging out with Mickey and the crew. What is a pro tip you could give to the NBA family? Oh, my God. See, everything revolves around park going, and they just <laughs> exploded all of that. Like, there's no more fast pass. They're, they canceled every dining reservation. It, we're kind of dealing with new territory. Mm. But, oh, God, if... If there was a tip that would apply during a pandemic, I would say um, you, I mean, just generally speaking, you can't leave without getting a Mickey ice cream bar. And Gotta you can always, ice cream bar. if you don't see them out, you can always ask because a lot of times they have them in freezers places. All right. So I, that's honestly a very good tip. Just ask yeah. somebody. They might be able to hook you up with a Mickey ice cream bar. Yeah, that's one of those must do's that usually you wait to have <laughs> in the park. But if you ask, someone will find you one. If you ask, they will bring it. Carly, thank you so much. Can you please tell the people where they can follow you? Yes, you can find me for breaking Disney news and now sports commentary uh, <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at Carly Weisel. My name is spelled C-A-R-L-Y-E-W-I-S-E-L. -E and if anybody has any Disney questions, uh, send them my way. It's shocking this crossover, but I'm happy to help in any way. Uh, I'm loving it too. I will definitely be hitting you up with any questions that we encounter in the next six weeks. And if you're listening to the show, you can follow No Dunks at No Dunks Inc. on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You've still got time to email us questions for tomorrow's episode of Beach Steppin' at No Dunks at theathletic.com. And you can be just like Carly and subscribe to The Athletic at theathletic.com <laughs> slash No Dunks. Welcome to the gang. <laughs> Thank you to everybody for joining us. And remember... Laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll talk soon.